Time for our spotlight on KRWC. It is the uh, regular Tuesday visits during the month where we focus on 4-H happenings in the Wright County area. We've got guests in studio with us today, including Kelly Strine. Kelly is one of the uh, 4-H uh, extension educators in the area. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. Happy spring or summer. I, I don't know. It feels like we went from winter to summer all it, of a sudden. It for sure does. And it's pretty much exactly what we did. We were talking about it over and over again here that uh, one of these days it'll snap out of it and uh, it'll be right up to 70 or 80. And that's exactly what happened, too. Right. So, Well, it's uh, typical to talk about springtime and preview summertime activities. So... Nice warm weather fits, okay. Right, exactly. It seems like we have a lot of things that are going to be happening here in uh, in, in the 4-H land from our spring activities to summer. And then before you know it, the county and the state fair will be here as well. It uh, follows right in line. You've got a special guest with you today. Why don't you do the introduction? I do. Us? I have Eden Weinhandel. She's one of our 4-H members. Um, she goes to Buffalo High School. And she's also uh, one of our state 4-H ambassadors that we have. We have four this year. So that's really exciting for us. And um, I'd be happy to have her share her experiences about that, too. Yeah, so I, um, I'm i a Minnesota 4-H state ambassador for this year. And it's been really fun. Um and basically what we do as state ambassadors is we are basically just representatives of um, Minnesota 4-H. And we have people from all over the state. There are people up from Roseau County and there are people from Wright County. There are people all the way down in Redwood County. And um, we all get together um, over the course of the year to plan events like Blue and Yellow and um, also hold those events. So we just finished up our Blues in February and we're prepping for Yellow currently. And we also um, all go to the state fair in August. And that's kind of like the kickoff of our year is doing the state fair. So, yeah. As I was um, thinking back, we did, um, when this was announced, I think last, late last year, that there was going to be four state fair ambassadors. That's kind of unusual, isn't it, to have that many out of one area? It's the first time that we've ever had four from our county, and I don't think there's been four ever in the state wow. from one county ever. Yeah, so that really reflects our about our leadership um, that we have opportunities we have for young people in our program. For sure. Well, congratulations on that. Uh, how long have you been with 4-H, uh, Eden? Um, I've been in 4-H for 11 years. I've been in 4-H like probably since kindergarten, first grade, and yeah. And what is the... A group that you're in or the club? Um, I'm part of the Hanover Honeybees 4-H Club. Okay. And so your 4-H uh, lifetime has been uh, kind of following the steps or following all the different paths uh, right through? Yeah, I was... Um, this is honestly like this year, being a 4-H ambassador is like the most I've ever been involved in 4-H. When I, I was like kind of like... I did 4-H, you know, as like a kid and in middle school. And then for a while, there was like a, like a period of time where I was like kind of bored with 4-H and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then during, I think like right after COVID, my mom sent me like a link to the state ambassador application and I applied and then I didn't get it that year. And then I applied again this year and then I got it this year. And then this year I've done like so many more, so much more for 4-H and so much more with 4-H. And I think... I'm very, I'm very happy that I have because there was a period in time where I was like, do I want to be in 4-H anymore? Like I'm, I was getting bored. I didn't know what I wanted to do in 4-H. And then I got, and then I got picked as a state ambassador and I've done so much more with 4-H now this year. Kind of rekindled your excitement. Yeah. 
I suppose those later teen years are kind of, you know, a lot of things start happening, you know, you get the driving and all kinds of different things going on. It's a conflict of, of interests there. Yeah. Um, I Another thing is, like, I kind of started to put 4-H on the back burner sometimes. Like, I would do my projects for the county fair, like, really close to the county fair starting. And um, I, like, was really busy with other things, so I would kind of put those things off. But now that I'm in a more, like, a bigger leadership role, I've been able to, like, put put 4-H more on a priority, more as a priority, I guess. And I've really enjoyed that because I do really like 4-H, and I'm very glad that I've had the experiences that I've had in 4-H. Um, and I'm very glad that I was able to be a state ambassador because it helped me to finish my 4-H um, career as a as a young person, in like, in 4-H. When you were in the, you know, just the coming up into 4-H years, uh, Clover Buds, is that the first yeah. level? So when you were starting out, do you recall having other mentor-type persons uh, or older uh, 4-Hers that were in your group that you were looking up to at the time? Yeah, there were always, like, I remember in our first 4-H club, um, I was in a club called the Clover Clovers, and that was based out of Buffalo. And I, I was in that club for, like, years and years. And there were... The first, like, key leaders of that club, um, their kids were, like, a lot older than me. And I looked up to them a lot. And then they graduated out of 4-H. And so their parents stopped being the key leader. And But then we had a new key leader of our club. And she kind of became our mentor in 4-H and for, like, a long time. And her name is Chris. And she was very much a mentor in my 4-H experience. Um, I never did, I never had a mentor that was like a ambassador or anything. Um, I kind of found out about the ambassador stuff um, on my own. And so I think that that's, yeah. So I think I just had a mentor in 4-H in like the general sense. But now do you find uh, others in your club that might be coming up that are younger? Do they kind of hang on you a little bit and sort of look up to you and, and uh, try to model after you? Yeah, there, there's a one there's one little girl in my club who is very, she very much likes to stay next to me all the time. <laughs> She's and, your shadow. Yeah, she and there's a lot of younger kids in our club that I'm glad that I'm able to be a role model for them because I'm glad that I'm able to show them, like, this is what you can do with 4-H because I didn't necessarily, I knew that, I knew that there was probably more to 4-H, but I didn't know all the paths you could take. So I'm glad that I'm able to show um, the kids in my club what more you can do with 4-H when you start to get older. What are your main areas of interest or what have been the, the big areas for you in 4-H project-wise? Um, I always I always put a project in wildlife biology, and I do stuff with bees and pollinators. And then I always do something with horses. Um I was doing horseless horse because I didn't have a horse, but I do have a horse now, so it'll be horse-related. And I might try to do the 4-H horse show this year in, like, doing showmanship or something. So you've done lots of different activities, a lot of different levels, which is, Kelly, kind of the uh, what we're really trying to portray here is that 4-H is a lot of things to a lot of people. It is. And what's really great about Eden is she has shared that love of horses with others. She just recently led one of our workshops at our project workshop day. And she was able to share that information that she's learned um, through her 4-H experience too. And 
and maybe even talk a little bit about your career choice um, after next year and how the influence of 4-H has um, helped you decide that. So I next year I'm going to go to college and I'm going to major in elementary education because I really like kids and I like kids like I've always liked kids and I think part of that has to do with 4-H and being a role model for younger kids and um, being able to like be around younger kids and you know play games with them and lead activities and then like Kelly said teach little workshops with them like I taught the kids at the project workshop about horse coat colors and that was a lot of fun and yeah so 4-H I think has definitely fostered some of the love I have for teaching kids and being around kids. Where are you going to go to school at? Have you got Concordia um, College in Moorhead. Okay. Yeah. Well good for you. Fantastic. So you're going to kind of Step right out of 4-H right into uh, something that was developed sort of in 4-H. Yeah. It's a good deal. Maybe we'll get her back to come and work at the extension office a summer or two Maybe. as well. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Built-in internship. <laughs> Perfect. Um, how many youngsters in the club now? Um, I'd have to say we have we have a pretty pretty substantial group of them. We have probably around six young kids I'd say and then we have a couple kids that are in like middle school like higher elementary and then a couple high schoolers so our club has gone down in attendance since COVID but we have a lot of younger kids that hopefully hopefully we'll have some of the like older elementary kids kind of bridge the gap between like them being you know in kindergarten or whatever and then them being able to actually um, participate in like being officers in our club sure and it's, you know, that's the progression you you have to see because mm-hmm. obviously you're not going to be there forever. And, yeah. and uh, other, you know, kids your age in the group or even a year or two younger, uh, you know, you got to have that progression. Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember I, in my, the first time I was ever an officer in my club, I was probably in like fifth grade and I was the secretary of our club. And it was only because I had seen other people kids in my club be the leaders of our club and I was really lucky because all the 4-H clubs I've been in have been super like youth led and so like the youth do everything around like running the meeting so like I'm president now in our club and it's kind of up to us officers to run our meetings every month and my mom and then our other key leader um, are kind of just like the backbone like they support us in leading all of our stuff and I and I'm really happy that I've had that experience both in the, my current club and my other club because um, I think that that has really helped, one, like foster some of the leadership skills that I have. And then also it really allowed me to like be – it allowed us as a club, I guess, to be kind of creative in what we want to do as a club and um, let us kind of all become leaders together, not just the officers. Great. I want to talk more about the 4-H uh, State Ambassador Program. Now, this is – interesting and and different in that now you're no longer with just your group anymore you're with a a much wider group and from you know you've got some some peers from other parts of Wright County so that's kind of close but then you're kind of thrown into the whole state too yeah it was definitely I feel like a different experience because the first like the first time I ever met all these people was our orientation and that was in the cities that was at the U of M and 
it was really different because like these aren't people that I necessarily see all the time. Um, and they're like, we, we all get together as one big group every few months, like every month or every two months, um, to plan things. And it's very different because we have to figure out different ways to solve problems. Like if we're right now we're planning yellow. So if we run into an issue with something planning yellow, we have our monthly meetings, but those are over zoom because we can't get everyone together every single month to do a monthly meeting. Um, and so it, it definitely was, a different experience to kind of get thrown into a statewide thing and then going to like the state fair that like I'm not just focusing on Rhett County 4-H anymore I'm focusing on the statewide aspect and I've never really like there are so many more things happening statewide like blue and yellows that um I never really you know did much with as a just as a county 4-H'er and but now that I'm in the statewide position there's a lot more things to do with 4-H and to um talk about with 4-H. You know, I suppose there's some variables from different parts of the state that maybe are slightly different than, than what you're used to. Yeah, we, um, you know, we have to, uh, one big thing is like weather. We had a retreat in March and there was a snowstorm right before our March retreat. No way. <laughs> what was supposed to be our spring <laughs> retreat. <laughs> there was a big snowstorm and there was some people who couldn't make it to our um, retreat. So and that was like the first time we were ever going to start planning yellow because we had just finished blue. So this was our, and that was our, that was our last retreat was our March one. And, and so it's, it's hard because you do have to work around those things. We had people on zoom and it is just, it is nice though, because you can kind of learn how to problem solve and get through some of those like different variables that people might, you might, might run into in your life as an adult or in the workplace Enlighten me and maybe other listeners that aren't aware about, you're talking about the blue and yellow. Are these awards type things or what they're, are they? They're retreats okay. uh, for youth. So blue is stands for um, building leadership and understanding. And that's a retreat that is for grades six through nine. And it's actually a regional retreat. So they'll have like a central one, which is the one that like Wright County would go to. And there's five regions. So there's five blues over the course of February. And then yellow is stands for youth um, engagement engaged in learning exploring. and leadership exploring youth exploring leadership and learning opportunities and that is in june and that's for all grades so that's from grade 7th through 13th and then um, there's another one there's teal the state ambassadors don't plan teal but that is teens ex- emerging exploring emerging leadership something teens engaged in emerging leadership i think is yes. what is what teal is right. i've okay. just i've just started memorizing those (laughs) (laughs) well now i know so great well uh kelly obviously uh eden is a fine example of uh you know how it can really work out for people that through 4-h with uh, some initiative and and kind of stick-to-itiveness i know i think her what she commented about you know losing her her love of 4-H as she approached middle school and, and early high school is, is happens in our program. Sure. And so that's one of the challenges that we have, Kim and I, to to develop leader programming and leadership opportunities for those youth so they see that there is a, a, a reason for them to stay involved with our program. And we feel really lucky in our county that many teens do stick with us um, because we have those opportunities available for them. But um, it happens that, you know, there's lots of choices for kids to be involved with, um, places to be, you know, they, like you said, get their driver's licenses and off they go. Um, right. So that's a challenge for us to provide that programming. Well, I think we've talked about that before, too, that um, maybe, you know, never before have there been this many 
uh, opportunities and choices and things that uh, that kids can be involved in. Um, so they got a lot of a lot of decisions to make. Right, right, and it's hard not to take it personally as someone who works with the program. But we realize that you know not everyone's interest lies with us, and that's okay. We just want kids to find where they belong, wherever that might be. Well, I think other groups, you know, such as scouting, for instance, and other groups like that kind of run into the same thing, too. Mm-hmm. Right. That's very true with yeah. all organizations, mm-hmm. especially post-COVID, because people are making different choices about how they have their children involved with, with organizations. Right. Eden, did that really uh, kind of turn things upside down for your group during that whole COVID period? Yeah, definitely. Um, I th- like. I mean, our club during the COVID period, like, definitely dropped in a lot I mean a lot of people probably graduated during COVID and we just that's probably part of the reason why we had less attendance and then we weren't getting new people because no people weren't joining our club we weren't really having meetings much especially in the winter we did outside meetings in the summertime but um, also everything was different with like the county fair I know in 2020 I didn't do any projects for the county fair because I um, there there was like it was weird the way you had to do it to get judged so I just decided not to do projects for the county fair in 2020 and um, and then I just started doing projects again in 2021 but COVID was definitely um, definitely impacted 4-H a lot um, and so I'm glad I'm glad that we were able to get our club back on its feet and stuff though afterwards because we do have we have people that attend every meeting and we're trying our best to keep growing our club um, in the, you know, in the following probably months or years. Probably. Yeah, it was really a stressful time for for all kinds of different aspects of things, just, you know, school in general and and right on down the line from there. You know, the educational part of it being maybe uh, the the top of the pyramid and then everything else that goes along with it, all the extracurriculars and the sports and you know 4-h and everything else so right exactly yeah it's been a challenge for a lot of us mm-hmm. and so but you know we are always welcoming new people into our program too and we have some events coming up too that um people could attend to learn more about not about just 4-h membership in general but some of our spring and summer programs as well too um we have a summer kickoff night that's coming up on april 25th that's going to be held at the wright county government center and that's from 4.30 to 7. So people can start, it's an open house style event where they can come in and learn about um, our camp programs or our dog or our shooting sports or other summer day camp kinds of things. Anything that's going on with 4-H to come in and, and just visit with us and see what we're about. Even if you are unsure about what 4-H is, we'll have people there to answer questions, um, hands-on activities for young people to participate in so they can kind of get a feel for what 4-H is all about. So we welcome anybody in your listening area to join us. What's the date on that again? April 25th from okay. 4.30 to 7 p.m. So coming up uh, two weeks from today, as a matter right. of fact. So. Okay. Anything else that's right around the corner here or well, other things? Um, we have been trying to advertise our spring and summer programs, and we have a spring and summer program guide that lists all of the things that we're offering this summer. So if people would like to check that out, they can follow a, a website link. You go to z.umn.edu slash WC programs. They can see all the things that are happening this summer. You don't have to be involved with 4-H to participate in many of them. Um, but hopefully you, if you do, you will decide that that's a place that you want to be. And we're happy to welcome you into our organization. Great. Well, I'm sure um, 
Eden's Club or any of the clubs or groups all across the uh, county would be more than happy to have new members or at least uh, just folks that are checking it out. That's Absolutely, the way it starts, definitely, so. yeah. Do uh, kids usually come in by themselves or is it uh, maybe uh, one or two friends that come in at the same time or... Um, I think it kind of depends. Um, we've had a lot of younger kids coming in and looking and, and like we've had families with younger kids coming in. So a lot of times it's like the kid and their parents or something and like a sibling. Um, we haven't had many people in our club like bring their friends along. I've been trying to get one of my friends to come to one of our 4-H meetings. but <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's the best recruitment is yeah. to invite a friend to come and if they know somebody already that makes them feel more comfortable. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Good. Uh, do you want to f- close out with uh, any contact information here if people have questions? Sure. If they have questions about Wright County 4-H or our summer kickoff night or upcoming programs, they can call us at 763-682-7394. All right. Well, we certainly thank um, Kelly Strive for being here in Eden Winehandle, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for being our guest today. Uh, good luck to you. We hope to uh, maybe touch base with you again during the summer and and uh, maybe before the state state fair then, too. Yeah, I'd love to. All right, sounds great. Well, we appreciate you coming in. And, Kelly, always nice to talk to you. And uh, we'll see you next month sometime. Next month. That's right. Thanks, Tim. All right, thank you. There's today's Spotlight for you on KRWC.